Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Episode 66 here on the Hooper's Log. It is a Friday here in the Hooper's Log. Episode 66, Friday, February 5th, 2016. And it is a late night edition, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific here on the West Coast. Andrew Norris is horrifically sick right now. And unfortunately, I had to do a late night adjustment and fix the show to be done here on my lunch break. And so if you don't hear me, if you can't hear me, the weather is atrocious right now. I mean, it is coming down in buckets right it's now. It's And uh, Yeah, exactly, Ollie. It is absolutely horrendous here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I'm telling you, it is, it's bad outside. I mean, it is like uh, raining sideways, uh, coming at me. My face is all wet. I mean, I literally stood outside for two seconds to come to my car, and it is dumping buckets outside. I'm on my lunch break. I only got about maybe 20 minutes, and then I got to get back to work. But I'm going to fly through what happened yesterday in the NBA and talk about this crazy Louisville story that happened in the NBA, or excuse me, in college basketball today. I'm going to get on to that. If Andrew calls in, we'll get him on the line. If not, it's all good. He's a little sick. It's, it's no problem if he can't make it. If he does, this would be awesome because I'd love to talk to him about what happened in Louisville today. But let's get into the NBA. Kevin Hart, let's get it going, baby. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Currently, as we speak, here's the score rundown. We've got about eight minutes left on ESPN. Uh, Atlanta in uh, against Indianapolis. <coughs> Excuse me. Atlanta at Indiana or in Indiana. 78-72. Atlanta's leading right now. Eight minutes left in the fourth on ESPN. Tied up against Charlotte and Miami. Five minutes left in the fourth. Um, Clippers at Orlando. Clippers are up eight with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, Washington's beating Philly. 90-80 to 80 is about six minutes left there. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are beating on the Kings midway through the third quarter there. Cavs and Boston Celtics, I'm telling you, the Cavs and Celtics game, I might just turn that on right after this. This is a big, big game. And CLNS, if you want to listen to the postgame show, feel free to go to them as well afterwards for CLNS Radio. I am CMO Buckets here on the Hoopers Lock, episode 66 on Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time Edition, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's, it, is a, it is a Super Bowl 
before the Super Bowl Friday show where I'll give you my pick on the Super Bowl and who's going to win. And uh, also I'll recap what happened in the NBA last night. Also other score going on, uh, third quarter, seven minutes to go. Uh, Memphis is up on the Knicks. That game should change throughout. But the Cleveland and, and Boston game, I might turn that on after the show. Um, speaking of last night in the NBA, though, it was a Thursday night in the NBA. They, they announced all, their, all, the, all, the, uh, all the award guys. I would, I would say not all the award guys. But when it came to the uh, the Super Bowl, or not the Super Bowl, sorry, the uh, the All Star Weekend festivities, they announced all the participants and everything going on. Obviously, there's a lot of trade rumors going around. Blake Griffin uh, potentially going to the Nuggets. I mean, it's going to be. I'm telling you, the next two to three weeks are going to be insane leading up to that trade deadline on what could potentially happen and who could be moved, who could go where, what could happen. It's going to be an absolute train wreck of a mess there in the NBA, and who knows what's going to happen, honestly. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what's ultimately going to happen because last year's trade deadline shows me that I really don't know what I'm talking about, and I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I really don't know what could happen. If I cut in and out of the show, I apologize, but that's just what it is, and that's just how it goes. Last night in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons beat the Knicks 111-105. to 105. Robin Lopez, though, for the Knicks, had a whiteboard performance. He had 26 points, 16 rebounds, and uh, also on top of the 20 on the 16 rebounds, he also had two assists. In my book, that's a 52 on the left board performance scale. I don't quite have the numbers in front of me, but I will write them down as I go. Houston beats the Phoenix Suns 111 to 105. Again, the Suns are looking like they're just re- getting ready to rebuild. They look like they're in kind of a New York Knicks, Knicks mode from a year ago type mentality. That's what they look like and what they sound like right now. But the Rockets, 111-105, to 105, get the victory there. 27-25, no, James Harden had an outstanding game, but not quite whiteboard-worthy performance-wise. Uh, the Lakers get the victory as they win. They've now won two in a row, 11-41. Clearly, their season's over. But the, the Pelicans might be sneaking into that conversation of their season being over. They're now 18-31. and 31. They really have to play unbelievable basketball here the last couple of months to really even have a chance in the, in, in the Western Conference to get into an eighth spot. The Lakers beating them on Thursday night. You're, you're talking about a situation now where the, where the Pelicans may be in more of a rebuilding mode than we thought. And, and if that happens, I'm telling you, a guy like uh, Anthony Davis come, uh, you know, getting some new pieces here in the world of, of his team in New Orleans, it could change the outlook of that team for the next couple of seasons. Who knows, Anthony Davis might be wanting to move out of that city. I mean, I know he's going to have the contract, the money to fill him up, and he's going to be fine. But when it comes to winning, he may not win in that city for a while if they decide to, uh, to change guards. But anyway, the Lakers win 99-96. Uh, Kobe Bryant, again, had another unbelievable game. 27 points for Kobe, 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals. I can't quite give you the whiteboard performance, but that is a whiteboard performance in my book. Um, Jordan Clarkson also had 18 points. He was outstanding in that one. Uh, Anthony Davis had performance of the night, though. 39 points, 11 rebounds, a steal and a block. But that is a big-time, big-time performance. That is a 55, <coughs> excuse me, on the wiper with the performance scale. Unbelievable stuff there by Anthony Davis. And then probably the perform- one of the more fun games of the night, Toronto at Portland. Toronto getting the victory now 34-16 and 16 at 110 to 103, beating the Portland Trailblazers. Portland is now 24-27, and 27, still hovering in that potential spot. Kyle Lowry had an outstanding game, unbelievable. DeMar DeRozan also had 29 points in that one. Kyle Lowry had something like 30 points like 10 assists. He went off in that game. Kyle Lowry did. He played outstanding and got a wide forward performance. Damian Lillard also went off too. He got about 24 points, 11, 11 assists. He was unbelievable in that game. The uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers did drop though. 
And in the standings, taking a quick glance uh, at the standings in the NBA, the Portland Trailblazers have now fallen out of a playoff spot. Utah is the team hovering out the eighth spot. I'm telling you, this eighth spot in the Western Conference is going to be floating for the next two or three months. I'm telling you, up until the end of the season, this, this eighth spot is going to be just fluctuating throughout. Utah has it right now, as of, as of right now, before these games on Friday. Portland is right there, right behind them. Sacramento is now uh, three and a half games back, two and a half games back of a potential playoff spot. You're talking about a circumstance now where in Sacramento, I mean, they may be in the mode of rebuilding. Who knows? They thought they had all the pieces to compete this year. Maybe they don't have it. Utah's won four in a row. That might be contributing to why they've done so well. Look, Oklahoma City, Golden State, they play on Saturday night. That's the game we're all waiting for. I know the Super Bowl's on Sunday, so no one's really listening to this show. They're all really interested in their Super Bowl right now. But I'm telling you, come post-Super Bowl, this will be the show to listen to because it's going to be all basketball from here until the beginning of summer. It's going to be absolutely maniac, insanity stuff as we move forward. But obviously the Super Bowl is this weekend. I'll give you my prediction later. But that's what happened in the world of basketball last night. The big story right now in the world of in the world of basketball in general is the fact that Louisville. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is three two three six four two one five five eight is the number. Andrew Norris is on the line. Andrew, what's up, man? Hey, how you how you feeling? I am feeling like absolute dog crap, but I am here. Um, I keep losing track of time because I'm kind of like in and out of being awake and sleeping. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm late again, but. Uh, I am here. Uh, I'm, like I said, feeling like about, about as bad as you can feel. A lot better than last night, but about as bad as you can feel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's all good. Hey, no, I got sick last year about this time. Everyone's getting sick now. Like, I feel like February is the month where everyone gets sick. I got sick last year around Valentine's Day. Dude, it was like, it was horrible. Like, I got so out of it, and I was so delusional, and I was just, it was bad. Like, I was sick mentally, physically, you name it. I was yakking every five minutes. I, I get where you're coming from. I totally understand. So don't feel bad that you're here. But I did want to ask you one question. I know you've probably not been paying attention mostly because obviously you've been just horrifically sick. Uh, but this Louisville story, can you fill me in on the back tra- on the backstory of what happened with this situation? Yeah. Um, basically, you know, they they had something set up whenever recruits would come in, Rick Pitino, mostly his assistant coaches, so he kind of had a, a fall man. Um, they'd take him to, like, a party house where there would be hookers and strippers. Brothel. And yeah, that's like, right. More, yeah, yeah, more than likely drugs, things along those lines. Um, because, I mean, these are 17-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids want to see what the college life's going to be. And, you know, you expect crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But when you're getting to, you know, sex with chicks and do drugs, that's going to influence most 17-year-old kids, you know. And um, they took advantage of it. They took advantage of the kids um, in in a way that I really believe is uh, should be punishable by law and, and jail time. Um, Absolutely. It's prostitution is against the law. Drugs are against the law, and you're not only if if there is drugs involved, you're supplying a minor with drugs. Um, the prostitution yeah. is not only normal prostitution; it's supplying a minor with prostitution. And I mean, I, I you know, almost a sexual harassment case. I mean, it's yeah. It, and uh, you know, a lot of these parents knew what was going on too, and these parents should be absolutely ashamed of themselves um, because this isn't something that they you know, 
a, a lot of them didn't know, but a lot of them, a lot of them did know from what I've been reading. And it's it's a terrible thing. Rick Pitino needs to be fired. Rick Pitino needs to be banned from college basketball for good. No more yes. coaching in college basketball. I mean, it's unacceptable. And I am not a politically correct person. And I know a lot of these issues that we hear have to do with political correctness, but this is unbelievable. I mean, this is – they were yeah. breaking the law every time a, a recruit would come in, and in a big way, and things that are punishable for, you know, five, ten years in prison. Um, and they, Rick Pitino, that whole coaching staff needs to be gone. They need, to, they need to be fined huge amounts, and they need to be banned from college basketball. Yeah, it's it's one of those things – it's one of those things where, like you said, it's punishable by law, and also it, it gets to the point of it's almost like it, these are minors that are involved in these circumstances, majority of minors, and for it to be, like you said, publicized and people know about it. I mean, not publicized from the standpoint of the public knows, but publicized from the standpoint of the parents know and they're aware of it. It's an interesting dynamic, and for it to be all understood and rationalized, that's where the problem becomes for me. I mean, it's not the fact that it all happened. It's the fact that it became rationalized throughout a community and that it had been going on for years and years and years. This is, this is nowhere near the Penn state situation that happened, but it's, uh, it's, it's flirting with it. It's not, it's nowhere near it, but it's flirting with right. it. I mean, you're, you know, you said, like you said, minors, minors involved in prostitution, drug rings, uh, you know, sexual favors. This is stuff that is very disturbing. And for people to find a way to rationalize this behavior is and again, I'm not PC either. I'm nowhere. You, you listen to the Simo buckets. I am not PC at all. But for this to be seen as rational and okay, just because it's sports related, no. If this was in the NBA, I'd be like, okay, uh, let's just move on because this happens. But this is this is college. These are these are these are kids still. Technically, I mean, they're adults. They're 18, but. When you're recruiting to get them to the that's where it gets to the line of like, whoa, these kids don't know what's right from wrong. I mean, they, most of them do. They're they're going to college, but it's a fine line, and that fine line has been crossed. And and again, my line is very is very wide. And this has been a this is a, this is crossing a line. And it and it when it involves kids and it involves the situation that they have, I agree with you. And I always used to back Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino has been has had some knocks on his resume as he's gone on. And he has done some things when it comes to his morals, when it comes to his, uh, his marriages or his wife or, or women. Or, he's done some things that are very skeezy in general. But this really takes it over the top, top of like, dude, do you, do you really have a backbone? Do you really have morals? Do you really, do you really think about these things as you move forward? I'm never going to debate the fact that he was an unbelievable head coach but from the, or is an unbelievable head coach. But from the standpoint of morals and recruiting, he is way off base. This isn't the NBA. Now, if he was an NBA coach, I would think he's awesome. Now you know who would be you know where he would fit perfect is Miami. Rick Pitino in Miami would be the coolest thing ever. Can you imagine Pat Riley and Rick Pitino sitting in the same sitting in the same room? I would feel like I'm in Miami Vice every day. Like that's literally what they look like if they were together. But when it comes to college and it comes to the way that this guy conducts business and recruits and it's all immoral and it's all off base and it doesn't work. And for him to still be there like you said, it is unbelievable that people have still found a way to rationalize this behavior as being okay. And so for that, I agree with you. I, I feel like this, this should be a bigger ban than it is. This almost feels like SMU, or SMU is more of a, a different circumstance, but this feels like it should be near, kind of like in between SMU and Penn State, where it should be like, okay, 
not just a year suspension, give him a, you know, I wouldn't say even suspend him. I would just say fire the entire coaching staff, fire the, uh, uh, the athletic director, fire, just, just reset everything when it comes to that athletic program. Uh, reset it. Because guess what? If you have this type of stuff being rationalized through the parents, that this is okay through recruiting, that, that, all by, that whole idea needs to be gone. Don't suspend the team from going to, to tournaments. Suspend and, and fire the people who are involved in the circumstance. This, isn't, this shouldn't involve the kids. The kids didn't have anything to do with it. They can't control the fact that this is their environment that they chose. They can't, they can't decide that. But when it comes to the recruiting aspect, get those people involved and get those taken away. We need to have more inter, inter-control of things instead of just, you know, suspending and banning. And that, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't, that doesn't teach people anything. When you teach people stuff is when you let them go and let them learn from their mistakes, especially as adults, the people who are involved in these circumstances. Those are the people that need to be punished, not the actual kids in the schools and the program. It's the people involved that need to be punished and suspended. Uh, talking about college basketball as we're on the topic, uh, Texas A&M loses to Vanderbilt. As, as I was sitting here thinking that Texas A&M was more and more legit as they were playing, they get absolutely steamrolled by Vanderbilt. Absolutely steamrolled, 77-60 in the uh, in the SEC. Big time win there, obviously. Oregon getting the win there, 76-56 over Colorado last night. Over the weekend, I already mentioned Golden State and uh, in Oklahoma City as an outstanding, outstanding game of the weekend in basketball. Clearly, we're all going to be watching the Super Bowl. And, Andrew, I'll get your prediction here in a moment because I just want to preview these games. And then we'll get to the Super Bowl talk because, obviously, that's what everyone wants to listen to right now as we head into this weekend. Uh, Kansas plays TCU. Virginia plays Pittsburgh. The ranked games are Michigan State, Michigan. I know you'll tune into that one, Andrew, as, as I know you will. We'll totally watch that one on CBS at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. But the big games in the Big East, Villanova at Providence. Big, big, big game on Fox Sports 1. Nova's favored by four and a half. I'd take Nova in that one. I think Nova will get the victory and win big. That's at 11.30 a.m. Pacific, uh, Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. The other ranked game, South Carolina at Texas A&M. I don't know if South Carolina's going to be ranked after this week, but Texas A&M is in that game. And considering how they just played on Thursday, that's going to be a big one to watch there in the SEC, 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. And then these are all Saturday. And then uh, then you have one last game, Baylor-West Virginia. Look, two Big 12 teams. You're going to see a classic. You're going to see a great game. That one's gonna, I'm not going to watch that one because I'm going to be watching Golden State and, uh, and uh, Oklahoma City on Saturday. But that's going to be a fun one to watch in college basketball. Uh, and in the world of basketball over the weekend, honestly, there's a lot going on. But we're not, that's not what this weekend's about. This is Super Bowl. Kidding me? We're all going to be sitting in front of the TV, eating our favorite beverage, drinking, our, eating our favorite stuff, eating our favorite chips, eating our favorite dish, drinking our favorite, you know, beverages. Getting away. I'm getting wasted. I don't know about you, Andrew. I know you're not. I know you're not the age to get wasted. But what I'm saying is, is like for me, I'm getting wasted. Shoot. I mean, that's what it's all about. And I know you're sick too, so that wouldn't help. But uh, but that's what this weekend is all about. Get yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? I mean, you got two, you got two of the best teams in the NFL, Super Bowl 50. Why the heck not? Carolina is favored by five and a half. It looks like the smart, the wise guys have found a way to bring down the line for Carolina as people are pouring in money for the Broncos now. But Carolina has been a clear-cut favorite since, since the NFC and AFC championship ended. I have $50 on uh, the Panthers winning with a buddy at work. I got some side gambling going on. Here's my prediction. I'll give mine, and then I'll get, let you talk with yours, Andrew. And then we'll kind of talk about the game a little bit before I go back to work. But um, the Panthers, 15-1, and 17-1 and one now, going into the Super Bowl. The Broncos are now 14-4 and four heading in. And there was conversation about this Broncos team, 
you know, with the chaos they've had this year, when it comes to post, you know, when they started the season seven and one or seven and zero or eight and zero or whatever, they started the season off really well, and then they got into some turmoil and really became kind of a mediocre team uh, the second half of the season, and then they found a way to eat past a couple of ball games in the playoffs. Look, this Broncos defense is legit. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. But if you're a fool and think that this offense can compete with that Carolina defense, I really don't know what you see. Because I understand the Bronco defense. I get it. The Bronco defense, outstanding, unbelievable, never going to debate that. But this offense is, if anything, a hand-me-down, poor man's version of the offense that they had two years ago when they played the Seahawks. And you saw how that offense played against the Seahawks then, which was great then, which is now a JV version of that with Peyton Manning, clearly not the same Peyton Manning, and the offense not as powerful. I, I just think that – I think, I think Carolina is going to win by 10 points. I think it's going to be close going into the fourth, but I think Carolina pulls away. I know Carolina is more of a first-half team, and to be honest, I think this game will be decided in the first half because that's how I think the Carolina Panthers operate. But I have a feeling that the Broncos are going to find a way to keep it close coming into the fourth, and then the Panthers will find a way. Cam Newton will do that unbelievable drive. He'll put together a a crazy good drive. It'll feel like the momentum's going Denver's way in the third, but then all of a sudden the the Panthers will find a way to just clinch down, run the ball, get dirty, get grimy, and they'll win the ball game and they'll find a way. And I think they're going to win by 10. Honestly, I think the score is going to be something like 27 to 17, and I think that not 27, 27, I think it's going to be 20, like 30 to 20. I, I think it's going to be over because the over under is 44. I, I think that, I think that Carolina is going to win 30 to 20. And that's my final count. Andrew, what do you see happening in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Real quick before we get to that, we got the final play right now. 95, 93 Miami's up on Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte just turned it over. Looks like Miami's going to be shooting free throws with about 10 seconds left up to. Um, I, I, but we will get back to that. Kemba Walker turned it over. He just lost the handle on it. Um, Kemba, I, I think, I think um, you know, I think Peyton Manning's going to come out with a crazy amount of adrenaline in that first in the first half, and I think it's going to go opposite of how the Panthers postseason game is going this year. I think we're going to go into halftime with probably around 14 14-10 score in favor of the Broncos, and then I think the second half is going to come around. And the Broncos are really going to lose a lot of that that steam on offense. Um, I think we'll be looking at a final score of thirty-one to seventeen, with the Panthers winning it. Uh, I, I think this Panthers team. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. Is one of the best, uh, one of the best teams to ever play football. And Luau Dang missed the free throw. Um, so the 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 Hornets are taking the timeout down three with eleven point six left. Um, but I, I think I think the Panthers are one of the best teams to ever step foot on a uh, on a football field, um, and I think they come away with this one and they win the milestone Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty. Um, and you know what? I think they'll be back next year with with just as much firepower. I mean, uh, most of their great players are locked up, man. And, and really, you don't need great players when you have a quarterback like Cam Newton and you have a defensive anchor like Luke Keekley. You just need good players around them. And, and this team has. Maybe five. Six. I think this team's going to have a longer period of dominance than than the Seahawks did. Um, as far as the Seahawks won about three, two, three years, this being their third year. I think the Panthers are going to have a four to five year stretch where they're in the Super Bowl, you know, two to three times. 
Um, I, I think this team is fantastic, and I, I'm really excited because – and I'm in a spot. I want the Panthers to win. I love Cam Newton. He's my favorite player in the entire NFL. But I really want Peyton to go out on top as well. So it's really tough for me. But, but I, I do think the Panthers are going to win 31-17. What are you talking about? You think the Carolina Panthers are going to go to the Super Bowl next year? No, the Minnesota Vikings are going to go unless they have this guy. <laughs> Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good. Spot down. Walsh's kick is up. And it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. He missed Hey, hey, you wanna bet you wanna bet Kemba hits a three right here? I can announce it as it goes. Alright, the inbound coming in from okay, yeah. uh, that guy Spencer Spencer Hawk having trouble getting it in. They just got it in. Uh over to Kemba. Kemba turned it over again. Kemba no! turned it over again. Off a terrible pass. I don't know I don't even know if I'd put that turnover on Kemba, but they got a fast race break bucket. Oh, Jeremy Lin just got fouled on the three, so if he hits all three, it'll be 98-93 with 1.3 left. Um, looks like Miami Wait, he has three, he's shooting three. Free, he's shooting three free throws? Yeah, but they're up 98-93 because uh, off the turnover, Miami hit a, uh, hit a it got a fast break layup. They could have just held it and let well, the clock your- run out. Nobody was chasing them. That's your live coverage here on the Hooper's Log on an episode late at night. Andrew, it's Super Bowl weekend. i got to get back to work. I'm going to wrap up the show. Andrew, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, buddy? No, I am uh, I'm hoping to be here on Monday as long as I feel better. Um, it, uh, the, yeah, you know what? That's, that's all I really got to say. I'm not thinking too well right now. My, my mind's been all over the place. I don't have much energy. Dude, so, it's uh, all good. It's all good. Episode 66 in the books. Episode 67 uh, on Monday. Same time, same place. Now, not the same time, but we're going to be at our normal time, 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on the Hooper's Log through CLNS Radio in the FanDuel Studios. My name is Seymour Buckets. Andrew Norris is with us. Andrew, we're out of here, buddy. Pretty All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy the football, the final football weekend. And guess what? It's all basketball after that, baby. We're heading on the tourney, baby. We're getting, we're coming around the corner. All-star break around the corner. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the football. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.